Welcome back, true believers, to the League of Entertaining Gentlemen, the comics discussion podcast of That's Entertaining. Joining me yet again, comprising the League, is one Mr. Steve Waldinger and another Mr. Coach Mo Mahoney. Welcome, gentlemen. Oh, thank you. Thank you, as always. Hello, everybody. Your intro squeals are, like, fantastic. I don't, I don't believe that. It was, dude, you were like sultry that. and like, whew, you dropped it. I feel like a professional when you introduced me. I feel like Marty Sleva just now. <laughs> Speaking of Marty Sleva, <laughs> he and I chatted a little bit about it. A little bit. You Your lucky. name may have come up. Yes, I love Marty. <laughs> uh, that's right. I forgot about that. So this month has been a whirlwind, uh, gentlemen, for me at least. And uh, I'll tell you why. One reason. I was out in California visiting San Francisco for a little bit for business, and I caught you know some sights around there. It was shown around by the amazing Mr. Dan Anthony, and we went to a little cool place called uh, the Jackalope in San Francisco. It's a it's a little bar that has some games and some retro stuff that you can go up and play. And in walks Mr. Marty Sleva, and Dan introduces me because Dan is a close personal friend of Marty. And we talk. It's a good time. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Marty Sleva is, he's just a he's a cool guy. He's an editor from IGN.com, and he's on a number of podcasts that they have. But and he's the coolest dude ever. Yeah, he's he's one of the coolest dudes in video games. And aside from that, so that was one thing that happened. It was just a long week for for that. Uh, work was pretty crazy out there. Then back here and home. Uh, I left my house that I've been living in for the past four and a half years, and we moved to a different neighborhood. Um, it's about 25 or 30 minutes away, maybe closer to 30. And that literally just happened two days ago. No, one day ago. And I've only gotten maybe about five hours of sleep since then. So, yeah. <laughs> I got my, my desk put together and my laptop and everything set up in here, and we're good to go. We're recording podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but That's true professionalism right there. <laughs> is it professionalism or just like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> I want to put stuff together to empty out boxes and I just want to podcast. No, I've uh, I've taken and emptied out two boxes so far, which I got to tell you guys, how how do you get so much stuff? Like I didn't have I I didn't have this much stuff. I was like I got the biggest U-Haul I could get just because I was like, you know, I just want to be sure I got everything. Filled that thing with a brim and had more like truckloads of stuff, like pickup trucks, you know, people came with trucks and trailers and helped me move. And it was just like, where is this stuff coming from? I don't understand. It wasn't in the house. The house was, wasn't that cluttered. <laughs> Did your old house have a, a portal to the negative zone? Not the negative zone, but I think the phantom zone. Ah, there you go. It's a good thing you weren't in the danger zone. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's no highways in my basement. Oh. <laughs> okay. But enough of that. So because of the the craziness that's been going on in... in my little run of the things. It's for me the only comic that I read recently. Um, I read on the way out to San Francisco, but I, for the life of me, I just blanked on what it was. Did did I say that I've read Steve Rogers last week? You, or last uh, month? Um, that was last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. So yeah, last month I I've already said that, but now I can't remember what I actually read because I did read one comic out there. Oh, I think it was the first issue of Poe Dameron, the Star Wars comic. That sounds about right. And that's all I have to say about that. It's not, I mean, it's it's just okay. Uh, it doesn't really... I don't know. It's one of those things where, why are you doing this? Go back to the Old Republic and tell me a story like that. Like, Princess Leia, I didn't like that issue or that run either. Um, I really just want them to tell... Like, the main Star Wars story, the Darth Vader comic is great, but that's wrapping up soon. And then I want them to go into the, like, the Old Republic and tell me some stories about that. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, I think, is wrapping up, too. But I haven't read much of that either. But Star Wars comics are going strong right now. Han Solo just came out with issue number one of that recently. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I do like some of these, these comic books that you're putting out, but I just... None of them were really... Darth Vader clicked with me, and Star Wars clicked with me, but and Lando. Lando was excellent. But the rest of them were just kind of middling, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I got I got the Poe one, I, and I just I read it, and I was yeah very unimpressed. It it felt purely like they were trying to capitalize off the movie, which I mean I don't blame them for, but yeah, it just felt like yeah if that book never came out, nobody would be missing anything. <laughs> I I know exactly what you mean, and I agree. I mean it's just one of those things where this takes place before the new movie, before Force Awakens, uh, so the Force is still sleeping, so. At this point, Poe's going on a mission to locate... It's basically he's trying to get on a mission to find out who Lor Santeca is, I believe. He's trying to locate him. So kind of the opening crawl, in a way, is what he's been doing, but he's like the legwork leading up into that point, which I guess is kind of cool, the way they're going to tie it in, if they tie it in that way. But it's one of those things, so I just... I don't know, it's... I want more from Star Wars. I and I it's not that I need Jedi or lightsabers in every cell. I just the storytelling was okay. The artwork was not the best, but I just like you Steve, I just really wasn't impressed. I didn't come away wanting to read the next issue and I had the next issue, but I just I wasn't like, "Ooh, what's what happens next?" You know what I mean? Mhm. But how about you Steve? What have you gotten recently or what have you been reading? Oh, um, this past week was a very, very good week. Um, the uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, which is always the highlight of any week it comes out, and this week, as always, was no exception. Now, um, can I ask you, what yes. is the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl? I've heard of it uh, a few times, but I've I've seen it, I think, at the comic shop, but I have never had the, the desire to even reach for it to thumb through it. It's a very funny book. It's based on the notion, like... Uh, in some some appearances of Squirrel Girl, it became like a running joke that she could beat anybody because like there was like a a story where she beat Doctor Doom. There's another one where she beat Thanos. Um, they I think they wrote it off as them being like you know like Doombots or like Thanos clones or something like that. But still, they were out there. So like it was a running joke that she could beat anybody. So uh, they just ran with it and made a a book called The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. But um, so she gets into you know, she does her normal superhero, but they also, they reworked the character. Like, she's now, like, a college-age uh, student. Um, just one of those, like, very chipper, loves life people. Um, and they gave her a great cast of characters, and uh, they just, they put her in with some, uh, every character that they've brought in so far, they've done amazing work with. Like, her, the very first issue was uh, her versus Craven the Hunter, and... <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god craven is now like like i mean i like Cra- i like craven he was you know fantastic of course in the um the spider-man series which torment i believe um that's probably not it and i'm kicking myself that i don't know it but the the dramatic one that was so fantastic where he actually for a couple issues it looked like he he actually he killed spider-man and took over you know took over as spider-man it you know of course it turned out that he only drugged him and stuff like that but then Craven shot himself um, and was dead for many years, but because it's comics, he came back. But ever since, he's always been like a, you know, like very dramatic sourpuss. And here, they just embraced his fun hunter wild side, and it was it was fantastic. Um, and also, she also fought Galactus early on, and they became best friends. And oh my god, every character they bring in is just amazing. And this week, she uh, uh, she fought the Mole Man, who ended up falling in love with her, and the. Uh, the she he basically holding the city ransom now until he she agrees to go on a date with him. So what? that's good stuff. That's crazy. Um, wasn't she in a crossover with the new Wolverine? They did. She guest okay. starred in an issue of hers. Um, oh, that's, what, that's what I thought it was. And then she she her and Howard the Duck did a crossover too, which actually leads me into Howard the Duck. I've uh, I bought that issue. Um, the crossover issue. The crossover issue, which. Uh, um, the, I've been meaning to read more Howard the Duck because I like Chip Zdarsky. Um, his art's fantastic. He's also uh, writing a couple of comics. Besides Howard the Duck, he's also writing um, Jughead, uh, among other. But he might be writing something else, but yeah, that's those are the two main ones: is Howard and uh, Jughead. And uh, yeah, the, that issue of Howard with the, I mean, it was uh, it featured a lot of characters. Craven was in it again, uh, which was great. Um, but yeah, it was a great issue, and then I picked up number eight because it, it guest starred Leah Thompson, uh, a little cameo from her. And then like the next issue is going to be like 
um, a full the full issue with her in it. So Leah Thompson, of course, starred in the Howard the the uh, the so bad it's good Howard the Duck movie from the eighties. <laughs> Is it like actually Leah Thompson or her character? It's uh, it's actually it's it. I think her name was Bev in the, in the movie. It's been ages since I saw it. But so the the comic itself dealt with Bev, the comic book character. But at the very end, um, Leah Thompson hired Howard the Duck to uh, solve an as as yet unnamed case. Interesting. And so yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm really looking forward to next month's issue too. And uh, I'm gonna keep going with Howard after that, just because yeah, it's been it's been a fun read so far. Very cool. Uh, what, and I have oh Plut- uh, Plutona uh, that they wrapped up that it was a little mini series from Image uh, written by Jeff Lemire. Um, I'm not positive I'm pronouncing his name right, but um, he's written tons of great stuff. Um, Sweet Tooth was such an amazing book by Vertigo that uh, he did a couple of years ago, and uh, so yeah, it was it was really good to uh, wrap up Plutona. It was basically like Stand by Me, but instead of tra- looking for instead of the dead bodies that they go looking for just being a random dead body the dead body they find in the woods is a superhero huh um that was yeah it was uh i'm a little sad that the series is wrapped up but it was it was uh, such a fun run uh perfect length five issues so uh if you want to go track them down it's only five issues you have to get will uh, that be released as a trade Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I imagine so in a couple of months or so. Okay. Uh, they've been doing, oh, Scarlet came back, a Brian B- Michael Bendis book that came out a couple years ago. Uh, they did, they went, there were six, like, intermittent issues that came out, or six or seven intermittent issues that would come out. Like, they'd be, like, long delays, and then, like, it got to the point where they didn't do any more, so I kind of forgot about the series, but then just recently they came back strong with uh, three more issues. This most recent one wrapped up the uh, uh, storyline and set up some new stuff, some new cool stuff, and then it's like, see you next year. I was like, oh. So it's so a, a yearly thing? They don't do it continually? They, I think he, I think just Bendis is so busy with everything else that he does that this is like his, like, it's like, a, like his own, like, indie book that he does uh, through uh, Icon. So it's like he, he does it when he can get to it. Okay, that makes and, sense. Yeah, and yeah, Alex Malieve's the artist, incredible art, and uh, but same thing with his schedule. He's insanely busy too. So it's like, oh hey, we can do a couple issues, and and now now we're not doing any for a while. So yes, that's the ride with indie comics, unfortunately, with some indie comics, unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't read many indie comics, but what I have, I've I've liked, and I when I was actually out in L.A., that's probably the most indie comics I picked up because, you know, when I went out to Meltdown. I was just talking to the guy there, and he had some local suggestions. That's how I came across meeting you, Steve. Ah, yes. And uh, there were some other ones I haven't had a chance to read all of them yet, but they're they're very interesting in their take on things. And I really I'm glad that there is an option or an ability for people to be able to write their own comics and get them produced like that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But Image yes, obviously they're... is a Image is obviously a good publisher for that, but people like oh, you, sure. like, how did you do it, Steve? You you had your own book published. Yes, uh, basically it was just a matter of um, find you know find, like I did everything on my own because I completely self published. So it was a matter of uh, um, if you're a writer artist, you know that's great. You can draw your own stuff. I'm not. I I, I only write. So I had to hire an artist, um, and then. Um, after that, I had to hire a letterer, and then through that, I just went to um, a local publisher here, and uh, a local publisher, local printing company, and uh, they printed the book, and uh, the rest is history. So that's you literally going out to a comic book shop and say, hey, here's my comic, will you check it out? Exactly, yeah. Wow. That's that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of hitting the pavement and stuff like that, um, and then... But Bush is uh, that com- the George W. Bush Vampire Hunter comics more like a promotional thing I did. So it's um, um, I didn't go the full route of like going to every single store. But hey, hey, you guys want to uh, sell my book? Um, and then you know like go to conventions and like you know buy a table and try and sell it there. Um, but I, it was good practice for when that time comes because now I, I know a lot more of what to do than uh, uh, than I did going into it. Yeah, awesome. 
So anything else on the acquisition side, Mr. Waldinger? Uh, let's see. Jupiter's Legacy 2, that's, that kicked off this week. Uh, uh, rap, they tied in... They, Mark Millar filled the gap between Jupiter's Legacy 1 with uh, Jupiter's Circle about, like, the... Jupiter's Legacy 2 is about the parents uh, or the kids of superheroes who, like, didn't want anything to do with their parents' legacy, so everything kind of goes to crap, except for a couple of superheroes who end up, to try and get the world back on track, they hire, um, they're trying to get a team of supervillains together to fix all the crap that the superheroes screwed up. (laughs) So um, Jupiter's Circle was the little miniseries about uh, their parents, and now they're back to Jupiter's Legacy 2. That that kicked off this week. That was a uh, good uh, welcome back to the uh, Jupiter's Legacy world, because I was a little... Hesitant because it was so long ago that it came out, but once I picked it up, I was like, oh, I'm right back in. Nice. Um, and let's, I'm just looking at my uh, notable ones here. Got Miss Marvel, uh, the most recent Miss Marvel. Uh, good read as always. Gem uh, wrapped up their uh, Dark Gem so- uh, story. That was a good conclusion there. Uh, picked up the new Dark Knight 3. Uh, Gwenpool's been one of those books that I didn't, I, I don't plan on getting, but then I've gotten the first three issues so far. <laughs> so you're, you're kind of going in. Yes. And, uh, I'll let Mo talk about this in more detail, but I did get the, uh, Totally Awesome Hulk and I did, uh, think it was totally awesome. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> so Mo, how about you? Uh, yeah, that was, that was my newest one that I fell in love with was that new, newest, uh, Totally Awesome Hulk because it, it really dives into um, how Bruce Banner lost the powers and his transition from not having the Hulk in him anymore. Um, there's an awesome scene in there, so a little bit of spoilers if you someday want to read it. Um, he, Iron Man you know, flies up and he's trying to talk to him and he's in the casino and Bruce is like, you had to push me, you had to push me, ah! and nothing happens. And he's just sitting there going, the Hulk's, the Hulk's really gone. And he just starts laughing. And it was like one of those moments where you're like, are they going to find a way for him to be the Hulk Hulk again? Like, I don't know. So um, I also picked up Silk Issue 9, the, the newest Black Panther. Um, and then the one that I just saw it and the cover art looked so good that I picked it up. Uh, it's the Amazing Spider-Man and Silk Issue. Um, it's I have the fourth one. I couldn't find one, two, and three. So I'm going to order those online. That was really good because I love the Silk character. And so then tossing that in was the... This is my first time reading The Amazing Spider-Man, and it was it was pretty good. So I was I was pretty impressed with that one. So I need to go track down uh, one, two, and three. So it's like a little mini run they're doing with these two together. Have you read Spidey at all? I have not. I I've, this is my first Spider-Man centric comic. You should check out Spidey. I've heard good things about Spidey. I have um, a few of those issues, but it was described to me by Zeke at Zeke Comic at Games here. In PO or in Washington, okay. uh, that it's uh, like a villain of the week type thing. So there's not a real, a huge uh, continuity, I guess. But it's just like, hey, this week he fights Doc Ock. This week he fights, you know, Killer Croc or Doctor Doom or whoever. Um, but I got it because uh, I just I like the concept of it, and it looks like he's more of a silly kind of iteration, which I kind of like for Spider-Man. So I and I also have the first issue of the Amazing Spider-Man and the second issue, I believe. And uh, I do like the art in that book. That's kind of what drew me to it, but I haven't read them yet. Now, my question for you guys. Is The Amazing Spider-Man, is this the one that popped up in, I think it's like Hulk number four of the Totally Awesome Hulk? Or is it a different Spider-Man? Because I know there's like three three different Spider-Mans floating around right now. Yeah, I believe if it was just, if it was the classic red and blue costume, that's just re- regular old Peter Parker. Right. I'm gonna have to look that up. And then uh, the other option might it might have been Miles Morales, but those are the only two current Spider Men, to right. my knowledge. Spider-Man. I know there's a whole Spider Verse thing still like going yeah. on, <laughs> but I don't think yeah the only two Spider Men right right now are uh, Miles and Peter. Okay, I'll have to look into that and find out which one it is. Uh, just because I'd love to read that was such a fun crossover with uh, Spider Man and Hulk. I'd love to read his own stuff as well now. Hmm. But yeah, those have been my my biggest pickups. Um, I got the Captain Marvel issue six, but I haven't read the last two of those because I'm rereading uh, the Spider Woman's comics. So, Spider Woman. Yeah. 
I love those. That's she's amazing. How many? Yeah, how is that? that? Uh, it is excellent. Um, so when she has the baby is probably my favorite moment in comics. Like as far as reading them, it's just such a fun and witty scene. And and you know I don't want to ruin it for anybody who reads it, but it's it's this epic fight scene that then leads to her being like, oh crap, I can't fight anymore because I'm about to have a kid. Um, it's just a really fun story, and I just had a blast uh, listening to it. So. Oh, super red. Yeah, I've, I've, it's been on my list of stuff to look at. I just haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. It was just a, it was a great story, and so far it's been one of my favorite ones all around. Cool. Anything else you acquired or read recently, Mr. Mahoney? I acquired some more of the Star Wars ones you told me about, but I'm so far behind in them that that whole... Sorry, that's my dogs playing. <laughs> hey, it's okay. They must like the Star Wars comics. That's exactly. That's they got really jacked. Yeah. Like, yes, it's that Battlefront game you won't play anymore. Oh, don't uh, that makes me sad. You're making me cry right now. Well, I want to play it, but it's just when whenever you're playing it, I've been in achievement hunting mode. Hey, you see, now they're they're getting mad at you because you're I know. I know. I'm me. sorry. I will play Star Wars Battlefront. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been achievement hunting because I'm, I'm so close to a hundred thousand, and so that's just. Not a game, not a game that I'm gonna get all the achievements in because I'm not great at shooters. So, ah, oh, that's okay. But hey, I have, I have all those uh, just to, to go back and read. I have the Darth Vader ones and the Han ones. Did you get all the Darth Vader ones? I have all of them. Ooh, good. That's a good story. You also need to get. There's a single issue Vader Down, and there's a mm-hmm. Vader Down series uh, that you need to have the Star Wars issues for that too. Um, they may release it as a trade, so it might be easier easier to read when they release the Vader Down trade. But that's a good little run as well. Okay. Because, yeah, this one's Darth Vader 22. That's, uh, man, I, I'm behind in my Vader 2. I think I'm only up to, like, 20, maybe 19. Uh, because after I started getting everything ready for moving, I just, uh, my comic time evaporated and I yeah. haven't had a chance to catch up. No, they, they, the Alien Worlds here in San Antonio does a great job of just pulling the comics in my box, and I just I swing by every Thursday and pick them up. Nice. Yeah, Zeke's does the same thing. So, I mean, I it was like a month the last time before I could get back to there, and there was like, Rebirth, Rebirth, and here's Han Solo, and here's this, and I was like, ah, oh, thank you, thank you, because I, if he didn't get these, I wouldn't get them. Um, and I also, you know, I, I forgot this, but I haven't read it yet. I picked up the new Civil War II stuff, um, I the first couple issues of that, I've heard mixing or mixed rather reviews and opinions on that. Have either of you guys read the new Civil War two? Uh, uh, I haven't. I haven't gotten to dive into it yet. Yeah, I I read it really fast. It didn't. It def, It was a. Uh, it seemed like a wasn't as big of an action issue as issue one was. Yeah, it seems like Rebirth is really catching everybody's attention right now. Yeah, for the most part, it's Rebirth hasn't struck me as anything outstanding. I mean, I do like that they're they're owning up to that that there's ten years missing from DC, uh, you know, DC universe, and that they're trying to track down what you know what happened to him and stuff like that. So that's cool. Um, but some of the books have been okay. Some of them, I haven't. To be fair, I haven't read all of them, but um, the ones I've read have just been okay. I mean, to be fair, I'm not. I've never been as big a DC guy as a Marvel guy, so that could be part of it. Yeah. Mo, I know you are leaning towards Marvel. Have you read, read much in the DC universe? Um, I've actually read little to nothing in the DC universe. <laughs> that makes me cry a little bit. But remember, I'm, only, I'm still a newborn in this. I'm, I'm about two years into buying comics. Um, my whole collection is very big. And I just started branching off this summer when I moved here. Um, or sorry, last summer when I moved to San Antonio because I was here by myself for a month because my wife was uh, visiting family. And um, I just needed something to do. <laughs> nice. So I, I was like, what do y'all recommend? And they, they handed me that new Wolverine. They handed me uh, Spider-Gwen. And then the first time I read Spider-Woman, I was hooked. Nice. Her, her, um, her and the new Thor are, are probably up there uh, all-time favorite list. So. Nice. You might want to grab, if you can, like from that local shop, see if they have a copy of that Rebirth and just kind of read that. Just see mm-hmm. what you think. Because okay. I guess, I mean, that'd be the best jumping off point if you haven't read DC, right? Don't you think, Steve? Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's not a reboot per se, but they're kind of 
trying to get back to basics and uh, are yeah, there, are, are there different ones for different characters or is it just one big there's rebirth? the big global one just called dc rebirth um the first print was a, like an 80 page comic for 2.99 i believe that's sold out so if you get the reprint it's uh the second printing it's 5.99 wow uh, but then after that all the all the characters have their own rebirth issues which is like you know it it, it it's like basically yeah like new whole whole new introductions to these not whole new introductions but it's like a combination of like picking up where they were previously plus making it accessible to new readers okay i will go buy that nate if you can go buy yourself a totally awesome hulk issue hey you tell me which one and i'll see if i can track it down if not i'll just grab the latest okay i think three is my favorite still i'm gonna have to double check that number three mm-hmm. how far up are they now uh nine Nine. I think, I think is the newest one. I think it was issue nine. I'll have to double check that. Oh, it's set number seven. Number I'm looking at oh, right seven. now. Seven. Seven. Yeah. It could be a stylistic seven that looks like a nine, and that <laughs> could have caused the confusion. No, I think what my problem is I have bought so many variant ones. I think I'm losing track. But I love <laughs> I love the variant covers. Does each issue have a variant, or is like issue number one had all variants? One had a bunch. And then I think I think everyone since then's had a couple, but it was six and five had the coolest ones. So, and yeah, if was, it, oh, go ahead, brother. Oh, it's just gonna say uh, from what I remember about uh, Civil War two, it looks like the Hulk's gonna be uh, a big fa- uh, part of it. So yeah, it'd be good to read that series for the uh, Civil War two tie-ins. Okay, I can do that. Cool. Anything else, Mo? No, I just started the Black Panther series, and I only did it because, again, it had a sweet variant cover um, that I picked up, and that was a fun story, and now I'm going to try to find issues one and two to kind of see what I missed. But, man, that character, it's they, they take off of um, kind of where the movie set it up, and it's really good. Like, I really enjoyed it so far, so good read. Nice. Well, how about we get into a topic then? I know Mo. Steve, you guys probably know a lot more about this than I do because, you know, I've been exposed to comics for a while, but I've never, I mean, I've only stuck to the mainstream stuff like Spider-Man and Batman and Iron Man. Those are the ones that I, I know, but I don't know a lot of, like, the couples in, in comic books like you guys might. So I think Mo, or maybe it was you, Steve, but I think one of you guys brought up the idea of, hey, let's talk about couples that never happened in the comics and who... Who do you guys want to be a dream couple or a power couple in the comic books? Mo? Well, I had two, but I don't want to steal one if uh, it's Steve's. So I'm going to do my first one, and then if he didn't have the second one, I'll talk about that one after. But the first one was we all saw Civil War II, or not Civil War II, Avengers II, Age of Ultron, and we saw that Black Widow Hulk sequence. That's never happened in the comics, and I want it so bad. Because that was the first female character who was a super strong female character who Hulk didn't have to save, but instead was saving him. And that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, my goodness, this is what he's needed this whole time. And to my knowledge, he's never had a character like that. Um, Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, what's up? Have they made a comic book based off of the the cinematic universe Hulk? Um, Not to my knowledge. Nothing that I... I don't know. Nothing I've read has been on that same level. It, it's, I, I kind of wish they would have, uh, especially with the, this reboot. But I love. I actually prefer the way they rebooted it because now, if we have Banner loses powers in the next two movies, and we lose Ruffalo, I would love to see a totally awesome Hulk with Tony Stark uh, in the movies. I think that would be just amazing to see a Hulk who's thinking and acting and doing all of those things, and not just a Hulk. Um, but. That, yeah, to my knowledge, no, they haven't done a reboot that way, which would have been really good. But, no, okay. seeing him, because, I mean, the only time I've ever seen him truly happy was when he got married at the end of uh, Planet Hulk. Um, but Because he was Hulk getting married then. Yep, yeah, then he was Hulk getting married, but then, you know, his his wife gets murdered, and then he goes and destroys everybody. You know, I'm going to confess to you, <laughs> Mo. Yeah. It might make you cry. It might make you hang up on this call. I've only seen the Planet Hulk movie. I've not read the book. Um, they're pretty close, so I'm not actually upset with you. Um, the the movie's almost almost verbatim. Like it's really close. They do a really good job of that adaptation. The only thing you're missing is some of the relationship stuff and like how that relationship kind of happens. 
but for the most part, you didn't miss a lot. So. Oh, and the movie used um, Beta Ray Bill, where it was mm-hmm. uh, Silver Surfer in the comics. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to read that book at some point. That's that's a trade collected paperback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I want to find that in hardcover. I, I, do you guys ever do you ever buy a book that you see on the shelf because it's hardcover, but would pass over it if it was trade paperback? Yep. I do the same thing. Like I, re- I see a book on the shelf, I'm like, "Ooh, hardcover! God, I gotta get, it. I gotta buy it." But if it's a, if it's a book and I kind of want it, but it's a trade paperback, I'm like, "Eh, I wait." I do I the same thing with like, Justice. I can right usually now. wait for a trade. Yeah. Ah, well, one thing that uh, I know that Mo was probably gonna talk about with the Hulk is that Black Widow and the Hulk that we see in the movies. I think that that's probably the in the cinematic universe too. That's probably the only relationship we really see between two like main characters, right? Yeah, so far, yeah. Um, cause yeah, I mean, like you could if you talk about just main stars. I mean, there was uh, Thor and uh, Jane Foster as played by Natalie Portman, but well, you know. Jane's not as big as exactly Black right. Widow. And, I mean, it's only notable because of the actress playing her. But, um, yeah, that's uh, offhand. I can't really. Uh, I'm drawing blanks. Unless if you if you want to count yeah, Scott, you know, Scott and Jean from the uh, the first round of X-Men movies. But that, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I don't really count that. I don't know why. But when you have that big ensemble, because you also could say Rogue and Iceman. You could say Bobby and, or not Bobby, uh, Colossus and Kitty and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't really count those. Yeah. So sorry, Mo. Please continue. No, that was that was my thing. Was um, that was the relationship that I would have loved to have seen, uh, kind of go on and happen. Is the Hulk having somebody who is going to be able to not only protect themselves, but I mean, she's she's gone up against the Hulk when he's raging before, you know, and then gotten away. Thank, I mean, Thor helped a little bit, but that's I really really enjoy that. That's uh, still I think one that, of the best scenes of the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. I just I I wish I wish they would have like if they would have known what they were gonna do wouldn't it have been sweet if there was like an eye connect moment where he didn't attack and then Thor hits him with the hammer you know what I mean mm-hmm. like something to kind of play off of that that led to two mm-hmm. um, a little bit of backwards thinking but um, no I really that's that's the biggest one for me um, Hulk doesn't have a lot of love interests <laughs> um, because you know he's kind of a monster um, but. <laughs> That's that's one where when I saw that in the movie, I was like, that makes so much sense. Like you have just given that character something that you, you could not have done before. So, one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Avengers, maybe think about the Hulk and the Avengers again. To, from your um, you know, assumption from watching that movie and watching that scene, you know, when they they finish him and Thor fighting, they're kind of just standing there, and then Hulk just smashes him off screen. Mm-hmm. What was the motivation for Hulk doing that? Was it he was just continuing the fight from earlier? I I think it was um, Banner was starting like the Hulk was starting to develop that personality where we get that thinking Hulk where it's not just the monster. It's there's more going in there. It, it understands who good is, who bad is, like what we're supposed to do when we transform. Um, instead of just being a dog, it's a trained dog. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was like it, be, it was a playful end of the fight because he was finally like understanding I'm I'm me I am who I am you are trying to help me but it's like when you punch your buddy in the shoulder <laughs> yeah. yeah that that could be I just you look back the Hulk really steals that movie and I know we're talking about couples but man now I just want to talk about the Avengers that's such a good movie <laughs> all right continue on uh, so Steve. What about you? What What is the couple that you wanted but never happened? Uh, I went a slightly different route with this um, because of the nature of comics is that couples don't get to last because of various reasons. Just you need you maybe you've told all the stories you can you can tell with that with this with characters being together or um, it would make the character boring if they stayed with this person. I'm going to use that example in a second. Or sometimes some fans don't like it, and enough fans to where, oh, let's just break them up. Um, so 
um, along the thinking of those lines, I think my number one would be um, Wolverine and uh, Mariko? Mariko? I forget how you pronounce that exactly. Um, because they were, like, she, she's kind of like, she's the love of his life, basically. Um, and, and in the Wolverine, like the like classic Wolverine miniseries from, like, the 80s, I believe, that came out, you know, he, he fought so hard for her, but, you know, wasn't able to end up with her. Um, and it's just a shame, um, because, you know, Wolverine is a better, I mean, he, he, he made, she made him a better man and he kept up, you know, being a better man, even without being with her. But, um, because it's comics and, you know, nobody really wants to see Wolverine and Mariko just hanging out the house watching Netflix, you know, they don't get to be together. So then you get the vision comic. Ah, the good old Vision and his family. Uh, I only read issue one. That was a good read. I keep me. I, I keep. It's on my list to, to go back and read more of those. Um, but yeah, an- another couple that was together but broke up um, was uh, Hawkeye and Mockingbird. I I, I love them together. They didn't really break up for a particularly good reason. Um, I th- like. I actually kind of missed why they got divorced. Um, I thought it was because of her being a Skrull during the um, uh, Secret Invasion storyline, but that actually had nothing to do with it. They were split up before then. Um, so yeah, Hawkeye and Mockingbird made a good couple. Um, Spider-Man and Mary Jane got broken up because of, well, not particularly because of fan backlash, but I think Marvel was like, oh, we can't have one of our main characters married, so um, let's, uh, let's have Mephisto take away their whole marriage. Uh, and oh I'm going to use a very recent example from the uh, uh, this one is uh, a couple that I want to see together joking just because it was such a hilarious sequence in uh, uh, the number the last month issue of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl she went on a uh, little dating montage and of course all the the dates went poorly and she ended up sad and alone kicking you know kicking a can like down the street um in, in sadness but the, the one date she went on was with a sentinel and <laughs> <laughs> she uh she broke up with a sentinel she's like sorry sentinel i can't be with someone who uh you know hates and hunts mutants and then so she leaves and then the sentinel was like but i was but that is what i was programmed to do and then so he <laughs> so the sentinel's the one that kicks the can down the street and he goes why was i programmed with feelings <laughs> So I want Squirrel Girl and Sentinel to get, get to get together. <laughs> Hopefully, Squirrel Girl inspires him to uh, to love and embrace mutants, and then they can live happily ever after. <laughs> I can see that comic. The Good Sentinel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Read Squirrel Girl, and then it'll all make sense. All right, so Mo, uh, how about you? Was that were those were those your picks, Steve, or do you uh, have more in your hat? Um, I think me and Mo have a shared one. Well, I'm gonna, I'm curi- I'm very curious to find out. There's more I could do, but there'll be along the lines of like people that you know just got broken up for you know miscellaneous reasons. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more or less good. <laughs> okay, Mo, what you got? Steve is right. We did have a shared one. Uh, he brought it up earlier when we were talking before we uh, started the podcast, but uh, Jean Grey and Wolverine. Yes, I just, that is correct. That, that was the one that I always wanted to happen, but it never did. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, just, same here. That's the one for me. Because um, uh, just they can't get, you know, it's just the tragic. Uh, they can't get together, but they're so good together, but they can't. <laughs> I'm missing this more, I think, on the movies than I am the comic. Um, although the co- they, they definitely had their moments in the comics, too. Yeah. So. Oh, and Rogue and Gambit. Let's, I'll throw them in there, too. Yeah. I thought they were a couple. Eh, they, I think they've gotten together a little bit a few times, but it's, it never really stuck. Okay. Did, did Spider-Man and Black uh, Cat ever really have a relationship? They did in the uh, like eighties, nineties, I believe, or it was the eighties. I, I don't think. I know she ended up fi- finding out his secret identity. I think it was, I think it was actually after their relationship. 
Um, no, um, I'm very, I'm very hazy. It's been ages since I, I read those. Because um, I remember there was a sequence where like Spider-Man and Black Cat couldn't get together because of Peter Parker, and then uh, Peter couldn't get together with other girls because of Spider-Man. It's a whole thing. Um, and actually, her her villain turn was actually caused by um, a re- Spider-Man, but it was the Doctor Octopus Spider-Man. He uh, uh, she tried to help him out with something, and he ended up um, like turning her into the police. And then so she got so pissed off that she's like, "Screw this! I'm a villain now." <laughs> nice. Uh, so I really don't like. I said I don't know if I have a ooh i wish this character and this character would have been like a couple or anything but i mean to me i i think i just wish that batman like bruce wayne would have had somebody at some point did did he ever to you guys' knowledge ever have anybody uh, oh, cuz i know like him and catwoman kind of had a relationship yeah that that reminded me of one i wanted to talk about was uh batman catwoman and hush that was a that was a really good relationship um that it's another one where if they stay, you know, it would be, it'd be, it, they couldn't stay together in the mainstream comics. Um, they could do like a, a mini series or something like that, or an alternate universe thing where they're together. But yeah, if they stayed together in comics, it, it just wouldn't be able to last. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hush really dealt with that really well. That if you haven't read Hush, either of you guys, that's a, that's a very good read. I think I have Hush, but I don't think I've read it yet. Mm. No. Yeah, they did, did a lot with that series, and yeah, that that was a a very key key component to it was Batman and Catwoman getting together. Okay, so yeah, so that would be mine then. Batman and Catwoman, or just somebody with Batman, and I I think that would be the only logical choice because they kind of have a lot in common, except like the, the Catwoman that I'm familiar with is more of the the animated series Catwoman, honestly. Um, and she's not really evil for evil's sake or anything. She's not like Poison Ivy where she's crazy, but she's just a cat burglar. And after a while, she kind of gets reformed in a way, and she's not really doing burglaries or anything anymore, but she still kind of does things for animal rights, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that that would be my, my couple, Bruce Wayne and, and Selena Kyle. What do you think about uh, Superman and Wonder Woman? I thought they were a couple. There, there's, there is literally well, they, a Superman. They were, in the but I think now with the whole rebirth thing going on, that's over. <sighs> People these days, you know. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me, honestly. I mean, I, I have once read or heard that the only person that could possibly foster uh, the child of Superman would be Wonder Woman. Is uh, that is that not accurate? I, th- I know that was... I don't know if they specifically talked about that in um, uh, Mallrats, but I think that was... I know I know um, Brody, Jason Lee's character, did t- did did a whole thing about uh, superhero... Uh, Sp- Superman being able to conceive with Lois Lane. Um, and to... Yeah, Wonder Woman, in his mind would be able to carry Superman's child. And if, it's, if it works for him, it works for me. Okay. Sounds cool. All right. So any other power couples anybody wants to mention before we kind of move on? I'm good. Uh, I think that's more or less all of them. Offhand. <laughs> feel, feel pretty confident with it. Although I would love to see the new Thor with old Thor just happen ah good that be sweet like but without him knowing it's jane and then he would have that, that feeling of regret that he cheated and then he comes back to her and like, i'm so sorry i know you have cancer and she's laughing in her head like it was me idiot <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah does thor i haven't I, I read i was reading thor like during the first the very first run they did with you know the uh with jane foster but then i they stopped it and rebooted it and then i haven't uh kept up with it does did Thor, regular Thor, find out that it is Jane Foster who's Thor? He doesn't find out in the first run, and in that second run, where I only think I read the first two, she hasn't found out yet either. Okay. Or he hasn't found out. Yeah, I haven't seen Thor around recently. Um, mm-hmm. It's or, you know regular standard Thor. Jane Foster Thor has been everywhere, which is awesome. I I, I love her, and I'm glad they've they've kept they've kept up with her. I thought she might go once uh, Avengers two came out, but I'm I'm glad to see she's going strong. See, I, I'm actually hoping that's what happens for the reason why Hulk's there in that Hulk Thor mashup. 
in uh, comics or in the in the cinematic universe? In, in the in the cinematic universe. I'm hoping. Ah, okay. I'm hoping he does something just despicable, but in his mind for the right reasons. And I don't know if it ha- it leads to hurting Hulk. Maybe it's involving Loki. I don't know. But I, I hope he does something where he loses the hammer, and then that that cut scene at the very end that you have to wait five minutes of credits for <laughs> is Jane Foster picking up the hammer. Oh my god, that would be so awesome! Wouldn't that be <laughs> that'd be so sick? Because that would that would surprise everybody. Because I, I don't think Natalie Portman's coming uh, coming back for this movie offhand. Mm-hmm. But if they're holding her out for like a surprise bonus scene, that would be the greatest thing ever. Yep. That's a hope. That's a hope. So, if if that is the last word on this, let's move on to one more little topic that I might have a little bit something else to say on. Uh, and that is dream crossovers. Now, I, again, the, some of these crossovers that I'm thinking of may have happened. I just got a couple that kind of popped to mind, but... Uh, let's go with you first, Steve. Um, now I have a couple. My, the first one's kind of a cheat because they, they've done these crossovers before, but they've stopped them and there's no signs of them ever coming back. So in that regard, I would love to see the, uh, we talked about this a little bit last, last time, the uh, Marvel DC crossovers, um, in the vein of like the very first uh, like Superman and Spider-Man ones they did, um, they were a semi-regular occurrence through the uh, uh, you know seventies, eighties, and nineties. But then they might have went into the early two thousands. But then they stopped. Just too much, too many egos were involved on both sides and stuff like that. And it doesn't sound like they'll happen anytime soon. So. I would love if they could work everything out and make and make it so that there can be Marvel DC crossovers again. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, and then second one would be um, I just love this um, a couple of years ago on Parks and Recreation, the um, Patton Oswalt's character on the show. He, he was like a recurring character. He's like eh, sort you know kind of the town nerd. And uh, he was filibustering at, at a town hall meeting. And oh, I saw that. Yep. Yes. Yeah. The uh, uh, introducing the, uh, you know, having Mar- like uh, the Marvel Universe crossover with the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the ones I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you talk about that more. Um, but yeah, that would be awesome. And I think offhand, that's about it. I was thinking, oh, and then maybe if like they've crossed over in video games, but if there could be like a... Uh, like a Marvel uh, versus Capcom, or even just Street Fighter, because I love Street Fighter. Marvel versus Street Fighter slash Capcom comic, or like maybe like a little, you know, some sort of direct-to-DVD movie. I, w- I would be in love with that. That'd be fun. I think, so, yeah, so they've done the game before. The, there have been a few of them, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't. there's no story. I think it's just, you know, fighting, but... That'd be fun. I mean, I really enjoyed what they did with, like, the Injustice thing, but that didn't really cross over with anybody. But later on, they introduced, uh, like, Sub-Zero and some other Mortal Kombat characters. Yes. So that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll just add on to your the Marvel and Star Wars crossover. I remember that, that scene with Parks and Rec 2 was, you know, Patton Oswalt's character was talking about the, uh, you know, he... The, the hand of Luke Skywalker is falling, and who picks it up? Oh, it's, it's, uh, uh who was it? Somebody, um, like Iron it Man or something picks Thanos? it up. What's that? It might have been Thanos. I don't remember, though. Well, Thanos is eventually going to come into the story because he sees something and he wants the lightsaber to hold in his gauntlet, and then uh, Han Solo comes out of nowhere to, you know, help uh, when the Guardians of the Galaxy were about to be defeated. <laughs> it just, it is. If you haven't seen the Parks and Rec filibuster by Patton Oswalt, it's 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 great. He's like, there's an extended version of that. Oh that, yeah, that there is on YouTube, and you can watch that. And he literally is just doing this off the cuff, mm-hmm. and just it's it's so funny. It's it's so great. Um, but yeah, so Marvel crossing over with Star Wars, like I would love to see Iron Man versus let's say Darth Vader or mm-hmm. um, the Emperor versus Thanos mm-hmm. or. Doctor Doom, that'd be, yeah, the Emperor versus Doctor Doom. I want to see that, and I just want to see like the the tech, you know, uh, like the Empire 
how they have the AT-ATs and Star Destroyers, how they would go against anything that Tony Stark would want to create or what the Guardians of the Galaxy might have or Nova Corps. That'd be really cool just to kind of see how that would kind of just work. And uh, I mean, it's possible. They're in the same family. So eventually we could see something like that, like a one-shot or something. But I I would love to just to see what would happen and how they could make it work. It's just, uh, I, I want it. Give it to me. Yes, please. <laughs> Mo, how about you? All right, I put a lot of thought into mine. So here's how mine works. We all know the only character in Marvel that Thanos is, like, legitimately afraid of, he doesn't want to be around, is Hulk. And so he's going to come into the situation where he knows, I'm going to have to fight Hulk. I have to stop Hulk to do whatever my plans are. So he goes into the DC universe, and he drops in on a meeting between Doomsday, Reverse Flash, and Joker. And he grabs all three of them. And it's those four versus Hulk. That's my crossover. Can you... Who? Who again? Thanos picks up Doomsday, Reverse Flash, and the Joker. <laughs> With the Joker in the end, cross, what is it, double-crossing Thanos and helping Hulk win. Why would he do that? I, because he's the, he's the Joker. He's the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but that oh. was like... When, I, when we were talking about this, I was like, that was what popped in my head, is Thanos going... I know I need to get more help. And he's like, none of you villains are worth anything. I need somebody better. So he goes to get Doomsday. So Doomsday is kind of like the Banff like, of DC, right? No? Yes? The, the what of DC? Banff? Um, badass mother trucker? Oh. Yeah, I mean, he killed Superman. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, no, yeah, that's I would say Darkseid. Darkseid is. Yeah, Remember? Darkseid is the equivalent of Thanos in, in okay. DC. <laughs> So I didn't but yeah, know that. Doomsday is like just a savage killing machine, and who you know again killed <laughs> Superman. So he'd be a smart choice for Thanos. Yeah. So that was that was the three that he ran into, and he grabbed up. And the only reason he had Reverse Flash was so that they could get to where Hulk is vulnerable and by himself. Because he can go back in time, right? Reverse Flash. Yeah. Well, yeah. Zoom. Could, anybody who can run fast can. Okay. So yeah, that, those are my three. Joining up with Thanos to go after Hulk. Oh, it was. Um, I think when we talked last last time about the uh, some of those old Marvel DC crossovers, the the Batman uh, Hulk one came up. And do you remember? Uh, yeah, that. Well, let's get past the fighting because that was just depressing. But yeah. do you remember the Joker dealing with you know like you know childish Hulk smash Hulk? That those were some great scenes. Oh, I don't. I don't remember that. I'm have to go. Oh yeah, he um, he convinced the like the Joker actually convinced the Hulk to fight Batman. Because they both had green hair. What? He said, you know, that's how he, he could tell him he could trust him was, oh, yeah, see, we have green hair. We're obviously friends. You know, it's not exactly that, of course. But, I mean, that was the, that was the gist of it. So I guess that's uh, about as accurate as our mother's names are Martha. <laughs> oh, a little side note on that. In the Spider-Man Deadpool that came out this week, it was written by uh, Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang, who's hilarious. And uh, they did a little parody of... Um, um, Batman versus Superman. It, the whole issue was about like Deadpool trying to get in the movies, ironically. And so, like the movie that came out in the Marvel Universe was um, Hyperion versus Nighthawk, um, Yawn of Boredom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something about um, on the movie poster was like uh, their they, their mothers have the same name or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everybody's gonna have a little jab here and there, right? <laughs> exactly. So I heard the there... R-rated ones really like makes it better. That's what I heard too, but I I I don't know how people are seeing it yet. I mean, unless it's like you released in theaters or something, or I haven't heard of any because I looked before we came out because I saw people on Twitter were talking about how much better it is, and I just I don't know where they're watching it at. It might have just been people like who've gotten to see it in the industry, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Because I've heard they come out, but I didn't take too close to look to see, like you know, what capacity it's come out. Um, so yeah, I, I just assume that the DVD came out, but um, yeah, maybe it's just like industry people talking about it. Because I do know the the Blu-ray comes out this month, like within the next two weeks or something. So maybe they just oh, got early copies. That's what it is exactly. It's promo for the Blu-ray. How do I get some of that promo for the Blu-ray? Come on now. (laughs) All right. So 
one more thing that I was thinking to for crossovers that would be really cool, and I mean because they're they're kind of very similar people is Batman and Iron Man crossing over mm. because they're both billionaires, right? They both build their own suits and their own gears and gadgets and tech, and I just would love to see what would come of that. I mean, would I don't know why. Maybe they're at like some sort of summit. You know, they go to some business meeting and they're both there. And then something happens, like the Joker breaks something or war is around. And Iron Man's like, huh, this Joker guy, I've heard about him. I'm going to go take him down. And then Batman's like, I am the knight. And he goes <laughs> and he goes and stops Joker. In the meantime, Iron Man is there hovering around like, who are you? And he uses x-ray vision and looks and he's like, oh, you're Bruce. And then he broadcasts it out to the world. And then, yeah. No, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I think it would be kind of cool just to see a crossover between those two characters because they're two of my favorites and i love them both because they're mortals they can be injured they have their defects and flaws but i mean i just think it'd be really cool to see a story with iron man and batman and if they ever can work out this dc and marvel crossover that would do gangbusters mm-hmm. if they could do that i uh i love that right after you said the idea of uh of t- like Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne, like being at the same function, you know, they're both in their, their characters, if you will. Cause you know, Bruce Wayne is especially a character. Tony right. Stark is, he's more or less the same when he's Iron Man or Tony, but you know, just them two being in the, at the same thing together would just be amazing. I would love to see the interaction because Tony's probably, you know, he's, Tony's more outspoken and everything. Right. And then Bruce would probably just be brooding in the corner. It's probably Tony's trying to sell them on something. Right. And then Bruce mm-hmm. is, is the perspective buyer maybe i don't know i think it'd be cool and even if they would just do that don't do a story with them in their suits maybe but just do a story of hey it's it's the board meeting we'll just call it the board meeting and it's batman or bruce wayne and tony stark having a meeting trying to come to some business arrangement i would love it i just i want to see those two characters interact so much yes okay anybody else have any other dream crossovers you did remind me of one um, by mentioning Iron Man that I that I would love to write sometime. Um, it would be just like pure, just pure comedy would be Iron Man and Martian Manhunter. Um, it'd be set in the time when um, like Iron Man was um, was still like an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and so um, the Mandarin would like see Tony Stark and would. Uh, would use one of his rings to like convince to like get Tony to take a drink. And then, uh, because then Iron Man will have, will be busy watching Tony Stark, you know, do drunk, stupid stuff. So then naturally Tony gets drunk and becomes Iron Man and starts wrecking wherever they're at. Um, Martian Manhunter would come to stop him. And then he, during their fight, he would get like, uh, punched into like a, uh, Chaco's convention because Martian Manhunter is addicted to, to Chaco's, you know, basically Oreos. And so then he gets all uh, goofed up on uh, Chacos, and then it's just them, like, destroying everything, you know. Iron Man's on a drunken bender, and uh, Martian Manor's on a sugar high, and then it's just them destroying everything, and all these superheroes come in to try and stop them, mad madcap hijinks ensue. That would be pretty interesting. <laughs> Mo, any other ones that you thought of? There's one, but I'm not sure if it crosses a line to talk about it, but I'm going to do it anyways. So, me and my wife were hanging out, just goofing off, talking about comics and life, and and we got talking about her favorite comic book, which is two runs ago, the 2013 run of She-Hulk. I think it's 13 or 11. It's um, where they really dive into her as a lawyer and her owning her own law firm, and and it's a really good run. Um, She helps uh, Captain America is getting uh, tried by another firm for some stuff, and it's a really cool story. But... We were talking about that She-Hulk, not the new one. We're not totally sold on the new edition. Um, that She-Hulk with our new Thor, our new Wolverine, going out to the club one night and running into New Hulk at, <laughs> say, a su- say, at a superhero dance thing. And She-Hulk going through that dilemma of, he's super cute. He's not related to me anymore. <laughs> How weird is this? 
<laughs> so it's like the three girls talking and jawing while he's out there just dancing because uh, Cho is like such a fun character and he's so high energy. And so this was like a, just a superhero mix here where they're all just dancing and going crazy and having a gr- good time. I guarantee you he's in the middle of the Hulk doing the moonwalk and just, <laughs> and, and, you know, just having a great. And we, so we were just talking about how like that awkward conversation would have been of She-Hulk going, we used to be related, but now we're not related because it's a different dude. I don't know what to do. <laughs> do I talk to him? Do I not talk to him? We were just, I think that would be really fun like to read, uh, especially with some of the, like, the great satire and, and things they've done in progressing more of a female-centric story. And that's what's gotten you know, my wife reading comics was the stuff that She-Hulk was going through in that run is stuff that she's dealt with on a personal level, like dealing with friends and stuff like that. And that's some of the stuff that gets pops up as well as the new Spider-Woman stuff, um, some of the things that she's dealing with, with career and family and blah, blah, blah. Those are things that she can relate to, um, whereas before she couldn't really relate to a lot of the characters. So Nice. I'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, any final thoughts for the July issue of the League of Entertaining Gentlemen? Mo, for me, the biggest thing I want to say is make sure if you get a chance, uh, say thank you to all the people who work at your local comic book store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm just used to whenever I go to a place that's serving me or providing a service, that it's it's my job as the person receiving that service to to send some love and some appreciation. And so I make friends at a lot of the, the stores I frequent. It is why I got offered a second job at GameStop for the summer, just because I was super friendly. Like, hey, you want a job? And I was like, huh. I'll work two days a week because during the summer I don't do anything anyways. Um, you know, same thing happened to me at Starbucks and the movie theater. And it's just because I'm friendly and I love on people. Well, my comic book store recently had uh, one of the people get let go. And I would just say, hey, you guys are doing a great job. I appreciate you. And then I helped them unload the UPS truck and move all their boxes to the back so they can sort them. And they're like, thank you so much. So just send love to those people because – that's not a job where they're making a bunch of money. Uh, they're they're doing their best with what they've got, and and make sure you're loving on them and appreciating the service they provide. That's well all I got. Put. Good oh, job, man. Yes, very very good. Steve, how about you? Um, get ready for uh, it's Comic Con month this month. Um, so yeah, if if you're one of the lucky people that get to go, uh, have have a have a blast. Um, I'm not sure if I, I'm not going to the official convention, but I might go down to San Diego for the day, one of the days, and uh, check out. They do a bunch of free stuff outside, so I might go check that out. So if you're not able to go to the convention, you could still go to San Diego and do just tons of free stuff outside. And I, I've had a blast doing that the past couple of years. Um, and also, there's uh, check your local listings because fr- um, the people behind. Uh, free comic book day are um, trying trying to launch indie comic book day on Saturday August 6th so if a place um, if a comics book store by you is uh, doing that then definitely go out and support indie comics very cool word word of wisdom from Mr. Steve Waldinger and for me my final thought for this week comics are great Amen. <laughs> I just wish I had more time to read them. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers alike, we thank you for coming on this month's journey with us. We'll see you again next month, and remember, always read, always imagine, and keep on believing. Hit it! Just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world She took a midnight train going anywhere No, Peter, don't make me do that Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train going anywhere Oh, God, I love this song And I love it when amateurs sing the lyrics. But I hate baseball cards. Some will win. Some will lose. Some are born to sing the blues. Oh, the movie never ends.
Hey, that's Journey. Kick ass! Howard! <laughs> that is Journey. Streetlight! Be more!